I contacted these three hospitals, all of which are the closest emergency facilities from the alleged shooting. I asked if they could check their registry for a gunshot victim taken there from the mass shooting at the Mandalay Bay. I received the same reply from each facility. There were no gunshot victims admitted. You may want to check with local police. One woman said, if you're referring to the crisis drill that everyone keeps calling about, then I'm sorry there were no real gunshot victims. That was just a drill. It was all a fabricated story. Hey friends, Sean from SGT Report here. Thanks so much for coming on back to the show. You know how much I appreciate that. That was Dr. James Fetzer, and he's back. The last time we talked about Sandy Hook, and this time, I think I might just call this one American Gladio. Thanks for tuning in, friends. This is a blockbuster report. Before we start, just a quick word about our sponsor. If you're trying to navigate market turbulence, why not set your course to Noble Gold Investments? With global uncertainty looming, your savings and retirement plan is under siege. But there's one asset that has stood the test of time, and that's gold. Unlock peace of mind that comes with owning gold, the ultimate safe haven. And if precious metals are new to you, Noble Gold Investments will hold your hand through the entire process. They have a team of experts who will guide you every step of the way. Thousands of investors have sheltered their retirement savings with Noble Gold Investments. Now, always do your own due diligence, and there's no investment guarantee of any type with any investment. But with gold at an all-time high and looking to climb much further, this may be the perfect time. Open a Noble Gold Investments IRA and secure your future with a free 3-ounce Silver American Virtue coin. Act now before it's too late. Call 877-646-5347 and claim your free silver coin before it's gone. Or just visit noblegoldinvestments.com right now. It's the gold company I trust. The link is below. Hey, friends, welcome back. Thank you so very, very much for tuning in. It's Sean from SGT Report, guys. And I'm absolutely delighted to have back to the show the one, the only Dr. Jim Fetzer. You'll recall our last interview was a very important one about a very mysterious figure that goes by the name Adam Lanza. Dare not speak above your breasts when speaking in condemnation of that event, friends, as we've all learned a very hard lesson, including Dr. Jim Fetzer. Guys, the reason I wanted to have this call is because the border is wide open. We're being absolutely flooded on purpose with military-aged young men, and now we see warnings of potential false flags all over the place, including that cyber polygon event. We need to be wide awake and very aware of what these things are so we can dissect them in real time when they happen. So in this conversation, we will be talking about that Las Vegas shooting from October 1st, 2017. Before we start, I want to welcome my esteemed guest, retired professor, Dr. Jim Fetzer. How are you, sir? Welcome back. Oh, terrific. Terrific, Sean. And I really enjoyed our last uh, about Sandy Hook. And in fact, the the individuals I was discussing, uh, Margaret Alice Cottle and Victoria Aurelio and Steve Lucia all really liked that. In fact, they felt it was emancipating to have themselves outed like that. So they were very, very happy, which was gratifying to me. Good, good. Well, I'm glad you're happy with the way that turned out. You know, you do such excellent research. And I just want to show your website in just one second. But let me ask you, are you doing okay? I know you had a biopsy there on your forehead. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I'll just yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had some minor skin cancers. You know, you reach a certain age and they did a couple biopsies just to be sure. And I've got a wonderful dermatologist, a woman just brilliant. So I'm in good hands. Good. Don't be disconcerted by that little reddish streak on my forehead. That's what it's all about. Yeah, it happens to the best of us. You know, there's this little thing called mortality, and uh, you really yeah. start to uh, appreciate it as we get older, don't we, Jim? I'm now in my 50s, and I think about it way too often. I've heard it's very difficult to avoid. <laughs> okay, death and taxes. All right, let me show the website here. You know, really remarkable stuff going on on your website, too, by the way. NBC fear-mongering that Trump will use the military in dictatorial ways if he returns to the White House. Yet we have a puppet in chief who's now firing shots at Yemen, war on every front. The borders again wide open as 85,000 immigrant children have vanished into the sex human slave trade. 
And Biden has nothing to say about that. Neither does the mainstream media. And here we go. Yep. Nathan Solomon, U.S. attack on Yemen exposes the lie of the rules based international order. And I just played a clip in my last interview featuring Yuval Noah Harari from the World Economic Forum, really lamenting the fact that if Trump gets reelected, Jim, I'm coming back to you. That will be the end of their global order. Are you concerned that Trump might be elected again? I, I think it's very likely. And if it happens, it is likely to be the kind of like the the death blow to what remains of the global order. And I pray to God that happens, Jim. It's really our last chance, in my opinion. Yeah, things are falling apart. The Houthis are being magnificent. They're fearless fighters. And the U.S. and U.K. stupidly attacked Yemen, which makes all U.S., U.K. assets legitimate targets. The Yemeni, the Houthis, had declared war on Israel interdicting these cargo ships destined for Israel was part of the conduct of war within international law. But the U.S. and U.K. attacking them was not. And now all the shipping, before it was only the Israeli-bound ships that had to worry, it's now stopped all shipping in the Red Sea because of the U.S. and the U.K. attack, which was colossally stupid. But that's what happens when you don't have a president, you know. This guy is just a puppet. He's got a different shape and size of head. He's got uh, different ears. He's got different handwriting. He's a puppet. Even wearing a Joe Biden mask, we don't really know who the hell it is. I say, Sean, if you envision Benjamin Netanyahu as our commander-in-chief conducting our foreign policy, you can explain our engagement with Ukraine, which they wanted to turn into the new Israel, and our support for the genocide in Gaza. How can the American people be supporting genocide? But that's what we're doing. And if you envision George Soros as in control of domestic policy, that's why the borders are open. That's why they basically legalize shoplifting up to 950. That's why they're defunding the police. That's why they're going woke in the schools. Soros' dream has been to destroy America before he dies, and they're doing a hell of a good job of it, Sean. Yeah, but they're waking up so many people. And now folks yeah. are actually talking about that elephant in the room that we previously were unable to talk about for decades. It's a world called yeah. a word called Zionism. And yes, the Zionists, the yes they're the ones that want to level Gaza. They're the ones that want war without end in the Middle East, Jim. And they're they're the ones who, as Cynthia McKinney explained in 2011 on Iranian television, have a pledge where every new member of Congress is asked to sign a pledge to put the interests of Israel ahead of even the interests of the United States, and virtually everyone in Congress signs the pledge, Sean. Yep. We got a we got a, a, a United States of Israel because they control our Congress is Israeli-occupied uh, territory. It's disgraceful, and that's how it is. That's right, and that's why they want Nikki Haley in the White House, not President yeah. Trump. So that's why yeah. she's trending in the polls, although she got her butt handed to her in Iowa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she came in third. This is very good. Trump wore the double the previous you know, winning margin in Iowa. It's fantastic. That's why that story I just put up is so significant. They're already planning to bring massive lawsuits to counteract Trump, and he's not even won the election. He's not even got the nomination, John. I've never seen a candidate who instilled so much fear in the opposition party in the history of America has never happened before. But they are scared shitless of Donald Trump. They really are. And if they weren't, people like Yuval Noah Harari would not be saying just that. They're petrified. Michelle Obama, Big Mike, afraid of a Trump presidency. Yuval Noah Harari, afraid of a Trump presidency. And yet I still get comments below calling me a shill if I say anything positive about President Trump. So, all right, enough about Trump in this one. Let's talk about the Los Angeles shooting. October 1st, 2017, 64-year-old Stephen Paddock opened fire on the crowd attending the Route 91 Harvest Music Festival. And despite copious evidence to the contrary, the official story remains Paddock acted alone, just like Lee Harvey Oswald. Let me show you something, guys. What is the definition of the word paddock? You know, my friend Marty Leeds did a very important video about this. He's a gematria guy. He dug in deep to the Las Vegas shooting and the anomalies. A paddock is a small field or an enclosure where horses are kept or exercised. You know, it's just an aside, but now I want to talk about the anomalies as I see them, and then we'll turn Professor Fetzer loose. 
Anomalies. One man acting alone, firing 1,000 rounds from the 32nd floor. Reports of shots fired from helicopters. Video showing what appears to be shots fired from far lower in the hotel. The incident commander, John Pelletier, covering the strip in 2021, he was named chief of the Maui Police Department just prior to the Maui fires incident, which killed far more than the official number of 100. We're told Paddock snuck in 23 guns in 10 pieces of luggage and lugged them up to the 32nd floor in the 1700 square foot Vista suite without raising any suspicion in a Vegas Strip state of the art hotel. The clip I wanted to start with, Jim, is this one of a taxi driver pulling up to the Mandalay Bay Hotel. Check this out. Shots fired. Okay, watch this, guys. This is live time. All right. This is crazy. I don't know. Live time. She's driving away from the hotel. It seems like it's coming from up there. Oh, Jim, I'm going to try to zoom in on that so people can see. That looks like muzzle flashes coming from like the eighth floor or the sixth floor. It's none of the official story adds up. And I really wonder where you'd like to begin this conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can start anywhere, but you're absolutely right. It was a fourth floor. And I got the video for you, Sean. So you're going to love it. Okay. Let me, let me kick it off. You're raising really good questions. I'm using the theme, what happens in Las Vegas stays in Las Vegas, right? That's what we're supposed to understand. What do we have here? We got the claim that a casino shooting killed more than 50, and we got a lot of photographs that are supposed to illustrate it. The guy who did it, unlikely, Stephen Paddock, lived in a tiny Nevada retirement community where the amenities include golf, tennis, and boche. He was a multimillionaire, real estate investor, recently shipped his 90-year-old mother, Walker, and liked to travel to Las Vegas to play high-stakes video poker. Does that sound like a mass murderer to you, Sean? Well, and by the way, can I just add one quick thing? I was looking at Wikipedia just trying to get the background on this man. He had had no run-ins with police in his life other than traffic citations. And he has a very mysterious story about a girlfriend and his father. His father was on the FBI's most wanted list from like 1966 to 1970 something for being a bank robber. And, you know, the more I dig into this guy, I wonder, is he even a real person or is it more of the Adam Lanza syndrome? Yeah, it's a really good question. Here's the official account of the shooting from that 32nd floor, as you mentioned, from the Mandalay Bay, firing on the concert goers. Here's supposed to be his nest, broken windows. You saw broken windows before. Let me give you a clue. Uh, When the SWAT team entered his suite, none of the windows were broken, Sean. None of the windows were broken. Mm -hmm. So this is supposed to be broken. Let me tell you something else. They had sensors on the windows. You know, they don't want high rollers coming out in despair from losing their shirt and jumping out the window. So anytime a window is broken, they, they, the security for the hotel automatically knows. Now, this is in time, inside the room. There's supposed to be this vast number of weapons. Well, there are some weapons. You talked about a thousand shots fired. Well, there are some shell casings, but far fewer than a thousand Here's more a little bit, and here's where we're supposed to have the body, but get this shot. Here's the body. Notice those shell casings are on top of the blood. Sean, what's wrong with this picture? Once you're dead, you stop shooting, right? If there were any shell casing, they'd be under the blood, not on top of the blood. My my colleague and friend Scott Bennett, who's a former Army PSYOPs and Intel officer, noted some of these shell casings are for gas-propelled pellet guns. Others are for blanks. In other words, the prop master just threw down a handful of shell casing, not paying attention. After all, they were only props. Who would even notice? And it turns out, yeah, there's a body here. It looks like it might have been on ice, and it doesn't seem to correspond to the fishing and game description of this guy, Maddox. So we're not really sure who it is, just like we're not really sure about Adam Lanza. Meanwhile, multiple weapons, two muzzle blasts. My arrows are in red play. One's a machine gun firing from the lower. The other is three-shot burst fired directly above, two to three floors up. Here it is. Take a look. 
right there, baby. There it is, Sean. That's flashing light, the 30 seconds. You see that flashing light? That's supposed to be a machine gun firing, but it's not from the 32nd floor. That's way better video than the one I showed. Yeah, and higher up, you get these intermittent three-shot blasts, okay? So what the hell's going on? How can the sheriff say there was no evidence of any shots being fired anywhere but from the 32nd floor? How can he say that? There it is. You're looking at it. This is just absurd. Meanwhile, it was a belt-fed machine gun. Why is the media showing pictures? Here's a typical, you know, to have that kind of firing. We were listening to the sound. We're seeing the lights flashing. Because of the suicide risk notice, the windows of modern Las Vegas hotels are made of ballistic glass, have sensors built in in case anyone tries to break them. If the story were true, the shots came from the 32nd and the shooter broke the windows, the sensors would have been triggered and hotel security would have instantly known which room it was. There appears to have been no security in the hotel during and after the shooting. Under normal circumstance, the entire hotel would have been locked down. A floor-to-floor search of the entire building conducted. Everyone brought out hands up and searched. That didn't happen. Where's surveillance footage from inside the hotel, the lobby, the hallway, the elevator? It's not even being mentioned. Where's the picture of firearms in the room? Well, we did see. This was a fake man liquor carcano used to blame Lee Oswald. There's another video here. I'm showing you some clips of a man in the crowd, Sean. He just steps out and starts firing, but nobody drops because he's just firing blanks. But there's more evidence, you know, contradicting the sheriff's claim that there's no evidence of any shot fired from anywhere but the 32nd floor. More problems. And Coulter points out that there are a lot of oddities here. Stephen Paddock doesn't fit the bill for a mass murderer. This is perhaps most glaring of all the inconsistencies as most recent psychopathic mass murders made moves prior to the killing consistent with being a psychopathic killer. Paddock did not. You are making those observations, Sean, in your introductory remark. Paddock was still playing with his girlfriend's casino card, trying to rack up points the night of the shooting. Blending in is one thing, but racking up points and plan for future benefits on the night you're going to commit mass murder seems glaringly inconsistent. Surveillance footage of Paddock inside the hotel is yet to be released. In most mass shooting within 24 hours, we see at least a still image of the perpetrator as captured by the building surveillance cameras. In Paddock's case, none of this footage had been released as of the time she was publishing this article. Sean, that was a glaring omission. They couldn't explain him coming in with the weapons. They made up a, a phony video with no date time stamp. That's supposed to be him bringing it in. Meanwhile, the 32nd floor housekeeper was ordered not to come in the day of the shooting. How bizarre is that? Not only that, but Kimberly is not the only key witness to have died, a sinister turn of events. John Bellman, who wanted to be a federal, who was wanted by federal agent following the discovery of a communication device in the hotel room of the officially identified shooter, Stephen Paddock, killed both himself and his disabled daughter in apparent murder-suicide. In addition, a valet worker named Chad Nishimura, who parked Paddock's car, has also disappeared. After giving a statement to local news about his brush with a killer, it has also been revealed, and this turns out to be a doozy. A security guard named Jesus Campos, hailed as a hero of the night of the shooting, has also gone missing. I remember that. Can we back up, though? Who is Kimberly? Was that the housekeeper? Yeah, she was the housekeeper, and she explained that she'd been ordered not to come in, and then she disappeared. Well, let me make one really obvious observation and it's the fact that we're told that paddock snuck in 23 guns in 10 pieces of luggage and lugged them up to the 32nd floor to the vista suite without raising any suspicious from one of the securest hotels i would argue that these casino hotels in las vegas are more secure than the white house they have eyes on the sky because they don't want their money stolen and they don't want any trouble and they've got their own security this stuff goes back to the mafia come on 
You're telling me yeah. that this guy was able to lug all that equipment in and just start shooting people? For how long, by the way, did the shooting go on before it was stopped? Oh, geez, about 10 minutes, I think. At least. Uh, it, it, the whole thing is just fantastic. I mean, fantastic. We'll get there. Meanwhile, a military surgeon says videos of the gunshot victims are fake. This is a guy I wrote to Paul Craig Roberts. It looked like readers are not going to let me go on that Las Vegas shooting. Some tell me it's my fault for having alerted them to anomalies in other shootings and terrorist events, and now they are more skeptical, paying more attention. Others say, I emphasize, this is their website supported by their money. I have to see it through to the end. They say it's a cop-out. When I say there are too many disparate accounts for us to know, one reader made an excellent point. According to mainstream media reports, 59 people were immediately killed in the shooting. 527 were wounded. Among those 527 wounded, some of them have died from complication, blood loss, trauma. How come none of the wounded people allegedly hit with military rounds succumbed? I agree. This seems to be inexplicable, writes Paul Craig Roberts, whom I regard as our nation's leading public intellectual. He got an American trauma surgeon following up. Get this. This is in response to your invitation for medical professionals to comment on the Las Vegas shooting with respect to their authenticity in relation to the publicly available viewed videos and whether they prove or disprove actual victims were injured or killed. I am a retired surgeon with experience in managing patients with massive blood loss in an operating room setting and in other in-hospital cases of marked hemodynamic instability from hemorrhage. The retired surgeon from Florida made many excellent points already. I'll not seek to repeat them. Here are some additional problems with the scene as presented in the available videos. One, we do not see CPR being conducted on anyone I'm aware of. This would be extremely unusual for a mass shooting. Surely, Someone would have captured it on their cell phone. Even if it took a while for EMTs to arrive, it would be reasonable for non-medical personnel in the audience to have taken a basic CPR course to have started it. Two, given the alleged number of victims, we should have seen some evidence of arterial bleeding. No doubt at least several instances of massive hemorrhage. Arterial bleeding is often associated with blood being ejected from the side of an arterial pumper. What's the probability no one captured an example? Three, if some of the rounds were from a fully automatic, high-caliber rifle or machine gun, some of the victims should have had obvious, massive, and visible trauma to the head, neck, and extremities. So far, I've seen no evidence. Fourth, there's a complete absence of the kind of urgency one would expect from the professionals who allegedly responded on display in the available videos. Where are the EMTs with their stretchers rushing to the victims? We see pictures of people in the audience crouching down, lying down, crawling, walking, and running away, but no evidence any of them have sustained gunshot wounds. Fifth, if hundreds were actually injured, not counting those who allegedly died on the scene, and taken to local emergency rooms, Someone would have captured evidence on their cells of a severely injured victim being wheeled into ER trauma and being taken to surgery. I've not seen any videos from emergency rooms in which victims with actual wounds are displayed. Surely, some of the local media would have arrived at the local hospital ERs to take pictures and interview the injured accompanying their friends and relatives. No interviews have appeared in which surgeons who attend the victims have been carefully questioned for the extent of injuries sustained. Similarly, no pathologists have been interviewed about their necroscopy findings. Six, where are the death certificates of those who died at the scene? Where are the autopsy reports that would have been mandatory? I've seen pictures of alleged deceased person, but not actual proof of death. Moreover, why have there been no news conferences from the hospital reporting on the progress or subsequent deaths of injured patients? Surely someone with critical injuries must have died by now if the event was not staged. The only videos I've seen depicting alleged shooting victims who do not appear to have sustained a gunshot wound. Seven, 
if hundreds of injury deaths occurred, the video evidence would have been overwhelmingly in support of it, given that almost everyone has a smartphone with camera capability, yet we have clearly been shown videos that do not support it. At the very strain, and suggests better video evidence is lacking, as would be expected if much or all of the scene was staged. Eight, it has been reported that a mass casualty drill was taking place in Las Vegas, either at or prior to the alleged mass casualty event. Many false flag events have preceded by a drill that went live with the Sandy Hook. It's also been reported citizen researchers who have called the closest hospitals have been told they had no record of gunshot victims. These claims need to be substantiated. Nine, the fact that advertisement requests for a place asking for crisis actors in the Las Vegas area strongly suggests the event was either partially or totally staged. These represent only a few of the problems coming to mind at this point. Now, Jim, can I interject? Jim, can I just interject real quickly? You mentioned false flags based on drills that go live. One of my favorites of all time is the 7-7 bombings. I'm not saying I'm a fan of the bombings because sometimes real people die in these events, and that's extremely sad. But what we need people to understand is the false flag nature of these events. And in real time, as that event was unfolding, I think it was British television. It might have been CNN. They brought on a man named Peter Powers. And Peter Powers said something very remarkable. He said, Uh, Today we were running an exercise for a company. Bearing in mind, I'm now in the private sector. And we sat everybody down in the city, a thousand people involved in the whole organization, but the crisis team. And the most peculiar thing was we based our scenario on the simultaneous attacks on the underground and mainline station. So we had to suddenly switch an exercise from fictional to real. And one of the first things is, get that bureau number. When you have a list of people missing, tell them. And it took a long time. Just to get this right, you were actually working today on an exercise that envisioned virtually this scenario. Uh, Almost precisely. I was up until 2 o'clock this morning because it's our job. My own company, Visor Consultants, we specialize in helping people to get their crisis management response. How do you jump from slow time thinking to quick time doing? And we chose a scenario with their assistance which is based on a terrorist attack because they're very close to uh, a property occupied by Jewish businessmen. They're in the city. Jewish businessmen in the city center. And so he says that in real time. He says, we were running a drill and we had to switch from exercise to real world. And I think it is one of the most telling sound bites in the history of these events, because that is what they do. That's what was happening on 9-11, Jim. John, you're spot on. Now, the the leading expert on 7-7 is Nick Kohlerstrom, who's a retired professor of history of science and a colleague of mine. His book, Terror on the Tube, is now in, I don't know, its eighth edition or whatever. Uh, You're really talking about, or it's concisely shown in 7-7 ripple effect, a whole story about Peter Power orchestrated this drill and in fact, it, it, it even involved young Islamic kids who are supposed to be the terrorists. And that on the very same tube stops where the drill was taking place and in the vicinity where a bus was supposed to have blown, the, the explosion took place on that tube stop and the bus was blown. But as Nick discovered, the young kids that they'd recruited to be the stand-ins, the patsies, couldn't get to London on time because a plane from from uh, the, their their distant location had been canceled. Luton, their plane, the train from Luton had been canceled that day. So Nick blew it apart. They weren't even there. They weren't even at the scene. And when they discovered they were being tracked, they made it to Canary Park, where it turns out all the international news organization to tell their stories, and a Bobby shot them dead. Yep, you're right, spot on. Sean, 7-7 seven, seven ripple effect. Check yep. it out. Yeah, out people there. should check that out. And uh, we'll let oh, you yeah. go. We'll turn you loose in one more second. But I just wanted to comment that for those listening who really don't understand the scale of these operations and how it could be possible in our own nation, I would just remind you of NATO's Operation Gladio, which Jim and I talked about in our last broadcast. These stay behind networks in Europe that were doing some of these same similar types of attacks and then blaming it on their enemies. This is a history from the playbook of NATO. And by the way, in 2012, President Barack Obama, Barry Sotero, well, he dismantled the Smith-Munt Act, which allows now for the government to use propaganda domestically. So imagine 
a let's see what does my friend sophia small storm call these uh, a fema level event a capstone fema Cap- level capstone, event cap- with endless yeah. funding right to whipsaw the american people into supporting in this case bump stock bans because that is what came out of this shooting it's always about coming after our second amendment with these types of shootings jim you're right you're right sean now you notice how that trauma surgeon mentioned how someone had said they'd reach out to the hospitals and they had no shooting events. Well, it was a Facebook friend of mine. It was Dolores Marie Malloy Dryden. She posted this on my Facebook page. I contacted these three hospitals, all of which are the closest emergency facilities from the alleged shooting. Spring Valley Hospital, AMG Specialty Hospital, North Vista Hospital. I asked if they could check their registry for a gunshot victim taken there from the mass shooting at the Mandalay Bay. I received the same reply from each facility. There were no gunshot victims admitted. You may want to check with local police. One woman said, if you're referring to the crisis drill that everyone keeps calling about, then I'm sorry there were no real gunshot victims. That was just a drill. If you don't believe me, call them themselves, gave the numbers. Sean, I called them myself. I got the same answer. No gunshot admittees from the first, no gunshot admittees from the second, and the third, where the woman had you know, thoughtfully explained about the crisis drill, <laughs> she had been muzzled, and she wasn't able to comment. But it's clear Dolores, my Facebook friend, was on top of this. Absolutely wonderful. Well, and just to remind people, the official story is Paddock fired 1,000 rounds, killing 58 people and wounding 413 souls. And there's little evidence to suggest any of that's true? Oh, I guarantee it was all bullshit. Nobody died with the exception of the body in the suite. That's it, Sean. Nobody else. Now, my words. We're, now our we're families... We are going there. Now, if... Now, if Bad. When you dig into this stuff, you realize that the mainstream is just publishing bullshit. I mean, what, just page after page, story after story, just complete, utter bullshit. It's embarrassing. See, and, and this I, is the I'm great so, awakening. This is the, I'm sorry, go ahead. But this is the great awakening that's occurred since 2012 when I think there was a shift in human consciousness. We can all see this stuff for what it is now in the mainstream media. If you watch CNN on a regular basis, and you know anything about how reality works and you understand anything about the real history of this world, you can see the propaganda for what it is. It's endless propaganda. These news networks propagandize to the American people, like the NBC Nightly News with Lester Holt. I like to call that guy CIA's Lester Holt because you yeah. can't process a word he says without calling BS. It's all yeah. upside down world, Jim. Smith-Munt Act disabled. You got it. You got it. Las Vegas is a perfect illustration. I mean, it's embarrassingly bad. I mean, wait till you see what else we've got here in the way of evidence. Meanwhile, the chief MD of the Vegas Hospital Emergency Department said a mass casualty incident was initiated after the massacre took place. No, it was a massacre. It was a mass casualty drill. Have no doubt about it. Meanwhile, here, here you have uh, pictures that are supposed to be, you know, from the scene. This looks more like a party than an emergency scene or the people in the background texting on their cell phones. Looks like everyone's having a nice time. They seem very calm for an area that just had thousands of bullets ripped through 600 people. Notice how the policeman in the foreground is in much sharper focus than those behind him. A closed-door ambulance that isn't going anywhere. What is uh, and what is under the white blanket or covering? Are we supposed to think this is a body? Here's another. This is fantastic. Here they are transferring bodies from a funeral home to an ambulance so they can present them as victims of the shooting, Sean. That's what's going on. They're manufacturing bodies. The picture below of Van Mark Davis, which seemed to have a logo from Las Vegas Funeral Home, is moving bodies into a white truck. Really? Body just laid around all night till a funeral home van arrived to pick him up without any sign of a coroner, police, EMT? Why aren't official vehicles being used? Where is crime scene tape? Why is a person taking a picture? Why are they so close to the scene? This is wonderful. 
in Telehub thought they had found a mini massacre within the larger massacre. They found 17 ambulances that were in front of the Hooters in Las Vegas, Sean. 17 ambulances in front of the Hooters. But they actually had footage they seemed not to understand. Inside, they had 17 persons with a sheet waiting their turn to be put on a stretcher to be taken out as another body that was killed at the concert. Oh, my God. That's new to me, man. That's new. I I, I follow these things, and that piece is new to me. John, this is just so embarrassing. What about the dead? I mean, you know, they published lots of pictures. They told us there were lots of dead. They told us all about them. They worked in hospital, police station, schools, daycare, restaurant, fishing boats. They were at the festival to celebrate birthday, wedding, anniversary, and share the heartstrings, uh, tugs at your heartstrings. So here you got photographs. Can I ask you something before you start naming any names? Have you discussed this publicly, and has there been any repercussions as there were for Sandy Hook when you mentioned perhaps some of those children didn't die that day, and then you were sued by families. Is that now occurring yeah. in this case? Uh, they, they took years to figure out how to try to suppress my book, and they didn't have a legitimate case, but they had an opportunity to manufacture a case. No, no, no. I, I published all this stuff before, Sean. I mean, you know, I don't hold back, but I'm just giving you, as, uh, you know, a current review of all the evidence. I published all this stuff. I I, I have had six of my books banned on Sandy Hook, Boston bombing, Orlando and Dallas, Charlottesville, Parkland, and even the moon landing. Now, that wasn't because of the moon landing, but because I had a segment of essays about the Holocaust, and that is the most taboo subject of all. So the ADL asked Amazon if they'd ban any book that disputed the official story, narrative of the gas chambers and all that, and Amazon obligingly banned 200 to 2,000 books. I mean, it's just incredible. They would do that. You can find books on pedophilia, you know, uh, Mein Kampf, uh, uh, you name it, massosadic, sadistic murders and all that. Amazon gladly publishes those. But my books, where I bring together groups of experts to expose it, Sandy Hook, but the Boston bombing, Orlando and Dallas, Charlottesville, Parkland were fake that they were all staged. No, 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 they can't allow that. And I'm convinced they're acting as an agent of the government, which doesn't want to be exposed. But no, no, we haven't had a, a ripple. No, no, not an inkling, Sean. No one has complained. And I think for good reason. Here we have uh, Mona Alexa Presley just did brilliant work. Nobody died at the Las Vegas concert. Now, what Mona, Mona did was to, to take the photographs and the IDs and track them down. And what she discovered was for every case she tracked down, they'd either, they'd either died in a different state or they died from a, uh, on a different date or they died from a different cause of death again and again. The best supported hypothesis, given all the evidence we're putting together. Here, here. this study has reviewed 20 of the reported victims of the Las Vegas event, counting Paddock among the victims, which appears to be appropriate. 20 is less than the 58 alleged to have died, but it establishes a prima facie case in support of the conclusion the victims were fabricated and that nobody died at the concert. In the absence of authentic evidence sufficient to overcome that presumption, that inference deserves acceptance in the tentative and fallible fashion of science. A proof of fakery appears to increase by the day with access to additional evidence. We have the prospect of confirming or disconfirming the best-supported hypothesis, which is the Las Vegas event was not real but was a movie a made-for-television production. So much has emerged about those who benefit by selling their stock, only to buy it back at vastly reduced prices by putting shorts on MGM Mandalay Bay to make vast sums if the stock should drop, and even the prediction that scanners will now be required at every hotel and casino. There are other fringe benefits, but it certainly looks as though 
buying extras being crowds on demand was a cost-effective expenditure, for which we have further evidence. Now, Mona also obtained the crime map. This is like for the 24 hours beginning like 8 p.m. the day of the shooting to 8 p.m. the following day. These are all the crimes reported surrounding the concert area, Sean. Go down through them. What do we got? Robbery. Other disturbance, recovered motor vehicle, other disturbance, malicious destruction, burglary, stolen motor vehicle, burglary, assault battery, other disturbance, assault battery, assault battery, other, not a single gunshot wound there in the mix. Perfectly consistent with a hospital report, Sean. It was all a fabricated story. Meanwhile, the Las Vegas coroner's office was on lockdown just when they were asking for the autopsy reports and the death certificate. Why would it be on lockdown? We also had a report about the FBI. Who were there, those who were there who weren't part of the scam were giving their cell phones and their laptop videos to the FBI. And guess what? They were wiping them clean, John. The FBI was wiping the phones and the laptops of the Las Vegas massacre witnesses. That's like when Hillary yeah. bit bleached her blackberries. Yeah, yeah. The FBI is really good at protecting the criminals and carrying out these types of events so that they can put an end to our Second Amendment. And, you know, they're coming after our First Amendment for the past 10 years. So they don't like people having real conversations about the real news. And so that's what we're up against is a banana republic. We have a banana republic with banana republic level federal agencies, the FBI, the CIA, the CDC, the FDA. I mean, it's just the FCC, which fast-tracked 5G without any safety studies whatsoever from industry or government. (laughs) We got our backs up against the wall, Jim. John, you're on top of it. I mean, banning six of my books? I mean, what could be more obvious? I'm I'm bringing together experts and blowing these cases apart, and they don't want the public to know, so they ban the books. These are books that would have made Amazon a lot of money. You'd think a big seller would be happy with a book that had sold nearly 500 copies in less than a month. My Sandy Hook, nobody died at Sandy Hook book. You'd think they'd go with it. It's going to be a bestseller. It's going to make them a fortune. How could they justify banning the book? They were directed to ban the book by the government. In these cases, they they try to lay down clues so they can claim, you know, that we were warned it was going to happen, and then there you see it happen. Las Vegas false flag, anonymous 4chan user, warned of the attack three weeks in advance. You notice they got circles there, but as I mentioned before, when the SWAT team went into the building, finally, they reported none of the windows were broken. As more evidence emerges about the devastating shooting, a bone-chilling warning from an anonymous 4chan user has come to light, warning the public about events to come. The user warned people to stay away from Las Vegas due to a coming deadly attack. The mysterious 4chan user, who went only by the name John, made a series of, at the time, overlooked posts. They may have even gone back and put these in. He warned other users to avoid gatherings of large groups in Henderson or Las Vegas. He claimed to have inside knowledge of what he referred to as a high-incident project. That was due to take place soon. This is all to try to create the impression of plausibility for what actually happened. Meanwhile, we already got the chief saying that a mass casualty incident was about to occur. Meanwhile, here's a Vegas union worker blowing the whistle on mandatory active shooter training to September 30th at 12 a.m. Get that, Sean. Just before the event would take place, mandatory active duty shooting. Now, I mentioned Jesus Campos, who is supposed to be the security guard. According to the official account, Jesus was dispatched to figure out what the hell was going on, and he interrupted Paddock in the shooting, and Paddock fired a couple rounds down the hallway at him, but he somehow survived. So what's going on here? They've changed the timeline, raising question about wholesale security. Las Vegas police prevented changes in the timeline of the deadliest shooting in modern history, U.S. history, even as a flood of questions emerged 
following a sheriff's announcement, a security guard was struck by a bullet six minutes before the gunman fired on a packed concert crowd. Officials previously credited Campos shot in the leg was stopping the 10-minute assault by turning the gunman's attention to the hotel hallway where Campos was checking an alert for an open door in another guest room. But officials said Monday, Paddock shot Campos before his mass shooting rather than interrupting it in progress. They now say they don't know why he stopped his attack. Well, Jesus Campos may disappear from public view, but guess what? He just happens to turn up on the Ellen DeGeneres show. And this is a very curious event, uh, Sean, because there's no audience there. And Ellen, frankly, doesn't seem all that comfortable with what's going on. But here, this is supposed to be Jesus Campos, who's there on the Ellen DeGeneres show to talk about what happened. But look at this. It's not the same guy. Here you got uh, uh, the supposed real Jesus and the guy who showed up on the Ellen DeGeneres show. He's not even wearing glasses. This is just ridiculous. Well, and Sean, Sean, guess what? what? Guess who owns the Ellen DeGeneres show and also owns Amanda Bay MGM. Can you and go back to that? Business? What do they do? What do they do, Sean? What does MGM do? They make movies. Can you go back to that shot? Go back to the wide shot of Ellen. I'm just curious. I'm, is my memory playing tricks on me? Just Can you go back to the shot of Campos on Ellen? By the way, that does look like the same guy to me. But what I want to call attention to in the background is that Epstein-like chapel decor that she had going on her show for quite some time before any of us knew about Epstein Island, Little St. James, and the level of child sex trafficking, which is uh, turned into a blackmail operation, which is helping to conquer our nation from within. But it's definitely Epstein Island decor that was on her show prior to anyone ever hearing the word Epstein. Very nice. Very nice, Sean. I'm sorry. That's just a bit of an aside. But uh, for me, yeah, personally, Scott, that's fine. I, I don't believe these are the same guy, but I will tell you this. One of them appears to have been involved in the San Bernardino event, as I'm going to explain. And get this. Oh, that's an interesting The security guard who's currently guarding the Mandalay Bay says he doesn't know and never even heard of Jesus Campos. In other words, he's a fake security guard. Crisis actor, probably. Fellow Mandalay Bay security guard claims to never have seen Jesus Campos, doesn't know him at all. No, And here, I suggest... One of these guys looks a whole lot like the ones from San Bernardino. And Sean, when I when I did San Bernardino, it was completely fake. I remember it well. All, it was ironic. You had all these people wandering around as though they didn't have any idea what they were doing. They appeared to have been extras brought in for San Bernardino who had no idea what they were doing. Meanwhile, get this. Here's one of the ads. Fun, engaging acting work in Las Vegas, 20-plus an hour, crowds on demand. A Los Angeles-based public relations firm specializing in innovative events is looking for enthusiastic participants in the Las Vegas area. Our events include everything from rallies of protests to corporate PR stunts. The biggest qualification is enthusiasm, a can-do spirit. Pay will vary by event. But typical ranges in the fifty to twenty dollar an hour plus reimbursement for gas, parking, public transit. For information, please contact Crowds on Demand. Now get this: researcher can't find anybody who died in the Las Vegas massacre. That's absolutely right. There is no evidence whatsoever that anyone died in Las Vegas. And let me say, what appears to have been the case is the following, Sean. They had a pre-recorded soundtrack. They played on the public address system for the concert. It could be heard equally clearly in all areas of Las Vegas. I had an electronics expert make that point to me, that the sound couldn't be heard the same way, high quality all over, unless it had gone through the PA system. So I supplemented the pre-recorded soundtrack of the machine gun firing 
with special visual effects, a flashing light on the fourth floor of the Mandalay, interspersed with three three light blasts, because modern military equipment fires in three-shot blasts, which you can also hear intermittently on the sound recording. It was, indeed, a made-for-TV movie. Sean, I guarantee you, we got the goods. That's what happened here. What a scam. It's so crazy. And there's two more anomalies we haven't gotten to yet. The first, and maybe one of the most significant in my view, is the incident commander, John Pelletier, was covering the Strip in 2017. In 2021, he was named chief of the Maui Police Department just prior to the Maui fires incident, which killed far more than the official number of 100 people. And so what I find interesting about this is that if John Pelletier was part of this operation in 2017 in which nobody died, he probably won his stripes from the deep state to then be put in a position of power in Maui where a lot of people did really die. In fact, I think the number exceeds 800 because we still have all those missing children that have never, oh, yeah. ever been reported on or found, Jim. Tanya, you're spot on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's another anomaly. Oh, and by the way, I'm sorry, the helicopter. I want to show the helicopter footage, too. Pur- purportedly, yeah, there were shots just... being fired from maybe multiple helicopters. Go ahead. Uh, no real shots were being fired, John. It was all fake. Nobody died in Las Vegas. Well, let me correct myself, then. Muzzle shots. Let me just play it. Muzzle shots coming from what may have been a helicopter. Here's the thing, Jim. Sometimes we don't know what's really going on in these events. So I really like the boots on the ground researchers that suggest, well, maybe there were helicopters, mini choppers in the area because there were there were choppers in the area. And then what appears to be muzzle flashes coming from at least one, if not more of those choppers. The point being that uh, in real time, investigators on the ground and researchers Anons, people like you, people like me, people like others listening, they can suss out the details and beat the mainstream media to the punch because the mainstream media is always full of BS. Yeah. You don't think choppers really played a role in this, though, huh? Uh, no, nobody appears to have died, period, zip, except for the body we find on the 32nd floor. And here's further confirmation. When the coroner can produce death certificate or autopsy report. He put out a call. I mean, this is documented. He put out a call for for autopsy reports, and he got them from six different sources around the country, and he just struck out the names and the identifying information and put them out as though they applied to people who died at Las Vegas. I mean, it's that bad shot. It's that bad. Yeah, it's just, uh, it's so insidious. And let me just show one clip. So people just understand and can sort of mirror the conversation you and I just had with officialdom and their useful idiots like Inside Edition that help sell the official narratives to the American people in service of the agenda, which in this case was to ban bump stocks and ultimately come after all our guns. Listen to this. This is the Las Vegas Shooter Suite. It's called the Vista Suite, and it's a spacious 1,700 square feet with a wraparound view overlooking the Vegas Strip. Somehow, Stephen Paddock sneaked in 23 guns in 10 pieces of luggage without housekeeping ever raising a red flag. We're also learning more about how the massacre was staged. This illustration shows how Paddock opened fire into the crowd. Okay, I want to pause it there. This illustration, it reminds me a lot of the moon landings. I got to tell you, Jim. Yeah, yeah, I like it, Sean. I like it. It's just so absolutely pathetic. You can play the rest of that if you want. I mean, that's good. That's what's sure, nice. you enjoying the propaganda? All right, let's go back to more of the propaganda. I think Inside Edition does a really good job with the propaganda. At the 15-acre concert site below, using a two-legged bipod and a gun platform. The killer used a device like this that turns his semi-automatic weapon into a rapid-fire killing machine, as seen in this YouTube video. Let me tell you guys, if you're getting your news from CNN, MSNBC, Inside Edition, The Washington Post, Bezos blog, you're in a lot of trouble. And uh, I know none of you listening get your news from those sources. You get your propaganda, which you can then decipher from those sources. But let me tell you, sadly, most of our parents, our grandparents, they still get their news from those sources. It's really sad. Sean, bring us back. I got an addendum for you, and I got a couple more slides to share. If, if yeah. you there you go, Jim. First, let me just add this. I mean, 
Mona was talking about some of those additional benefits. There's a scanner scam associated here. The Cheritoff connection to Las Vegas, Jack Mullen observed. Michael Cheritoff, who's the second head of Homeland Security, has invested in scanners. They thought this event was going to lead to scanners being involved in, uh, installed in all the casinos and hotels in Las Vegas, and eventually all the public schools in the United States. Here's an interesting comment found on a forum dated 9-11-17 before the events of October 1st. If their plan is successful, the state of Nevada will pass a law making all casinos have mandatory metal detectors and backscanner machines. Soon after, a federal law will be passed to put these machines in universities, high schools, federal buildings, you name it. OSI Systems and Chertoff are the main producers of these machines. Sometime around 2020, Chertoff and OSI will merge into a single company. After they merge, the owners will sell off all their stock and make billions in profit. Mr. Chertoff had been in contact with Sheldon Adelson. Mr. Adelson will become a huge sponsor of these machines, and he will be the first to put them in his casinos when the law passes. This is my last message for now. Don't expect me to return anytime soon. John, isn't it interesting? It was John who put out the warning about the event. Here, hotels take new look at security after Las Vegas. But will customers sacrifice privacy? Here's what you'd get. Meanwhile, if you actually look at the murder distribution across the United States, as Dr. Ewan did, you find that the murder rate is high in the cities that are controlled by the Democrat Sean. If you were to subtract the murders that occur in five Democrat-controlled cities, including Chicago, Philadelphia, and Detroit, then the United States ranks 189th out of 194 among all the world's nations. For, for problems with gun violence. We would only be 189th. We'd be near the bottom if it were not for the gun violence in the Democrat-controlled cities. And it turns out that worldwide, worldwide, gun ownership and homicide rates are inversely related. So the more gun ownership, the lower the homicide rate. Look at North America. This is before Canada banned guns, and now it will have changed. Highest gun ownership, lowest homicide rate. Other countries, low gun ownership, high homicide rate. It's true worldwide, worldwide shock. Thus, you got to worry about taking away guns from the American people. The problem is people... Not waking up to Rothschild being behind the world's misery. Never fear. I've got the plan. Step one, gigantic false flag terrorism. Step two, provoking shock and awe invasions of innocent Muslim land with plenty of death and degradation in such a way Americans and Europeans are thoroughly hated by their victims. Step three, this place a large number of traumatized and brutalized victims as a great wave of migration for Europe and the United States. Fourth, shut down the economies, creating the crisis that will bring battles for extinction among race, religion, and language groups. Step five, you emerge from a first-class underground shelter to a world free of anti-Semitism and excess eaters and deadbeat debtors. Rothschild, Henry, I love it. That is plan for the turning the world over to the Rothschilds, and I'd say, Sean, is pretty much well on its way. Well, I think that's an excellent way to sum up. All wars are banker wars, and all false flag operations lead directly back to the deep state. Obviously, if it's a false flag, it's the deep state. And that's why Rothschild said, I care not who makes a nation's laws as long as I control the nation's currency, and I control the British currency. And that is the beginning of the story. And here we sit, hopefully towards the end of the story. I pray to God these people can be toppled because Jim, as you know, spiritual warfare is alive and well on this planet. And these people worship a very, very dark force. I'll just say, Sean, for all his flaws, warts and all, 
the one guy who can do the most good to right the ship of state is Donald J. Trump. He's on his way, and they're already planning. They're already planning. That was the latest story you had from my blog. They're already planning how they can sabotage his administration should he become elected president again, which they anticipate is going to happen. Yeah, and I hope great. to God it does, because he's the guy, I think, who can actually get the job done. And, yeah. and believe me, Sean, the strongest argument is the way they're going after him with all the phony lawsuit, fake impeachments, all that. None of those lawsuits have any basis in fact or law. They're all out of fear. The military-industrial complex, he doesn't believe in wars. They're, they're terrified. The deep state, he's going to give power back to the people. If he were one of them, Sean, and the guy is so overwhelmingly popular, you just let him become president, and he does what you want because he's one of you. The fact is, the massive opposition is proof he's not. He's not one of them. They fear him. And he, in my opinion, is the one guy who can save our soul. Otherwise, it's going to fall to all of us. It's going to be very messy because we're going to have to conduct a second American revolution, Sean. Remember, stealing the election, you see, thwarts democracy. It makes peaceful reform impossible. And as JFK observed, those who make peaceful reform impossible make violent revolution inevitable. Truer words have never been spoken, and we stand on the cusp as these people usher us into war after war after war on the back of a puppet president who did not get 81 million votes. So I do agree with you because anybody who thinks that Donald J. Trump is just playing his role and he's part of this entire 4D chess and he's on the side of the bad guys, what you just said makes far more sense. Occam's razor is he's not part of the cabal because if he was wholly owned lock, stock and barrel, they would just let him win this next election and then he would do what they want him to do. And every piece of evidence we get from the deep state and the mainstream media and the demon rats is just the opposite of that, Jim. They fear him. Sean, they would have let him win in 2020. By my estimate, he got over 100 million votes. Joe Biden, 37. They manipulate the outcome. Because he's not their guy. Mark my words, there could not be more powerful, convincing proof that he's actually putting America first and not the Zionist Rothschild empire, which the others have all succumbed to. Yep. And I know that some of my listeners believe he is a Zionist. And let me just sum up my beliefs by saying this. As I've said so many times before, I don't know what's in the man's heart. He had prayer circles in the Oval Office. This is in stark contrast to Joe Biden, who's a known pedophile, according to his own children, and whose wife has had very satanic Christmas ceremonies with these trans men dancing around in the White House. I think there's a stark contrast between the two people. And, uh, and one more piece of proof in the pudding, guys, for you is under Trump, there wasn't one single new war. Under Biden, we've got Ukraine. We've got Gaza being leveled. And now we've got him in the UK firing shots at Yemen. Okay, it's war without end. All wars are bankster wars. And as we round out the conversation, I want to show your website again, jamesfetzer.org, guys. This is this, H, go the ahead. H in there. Look at the upper left there, James H. Fetzer. You got to have that because they stole my earlier blog. Okay, jameshfetzer.org, where you can read about unsealed names and decade old lawsuit cover up. 2023's J.P. Morgan Epstein money laundering case. And this one, I love this. Bill Barr, deep state fixer. And here's a picture with Bill Barr and the former head of the CIA, Bush Sr., who then became president <laughs> and whose own son then became president after him. And by the way, there is a new Trump ad out showing this man boots on the ground in Dealey Plaza as a young CIA covert officer, Jim. Oh, listen. He was he and Edward Lansdale were the on ground coordinators on on twenty two November nineteen sixty three. I have that in spades. I got four books on JFK, Sean. This may be a matter we want to revisit in the future, but for the present, let me thank you once again. I think you're doing a super job, and it's my great pleasure, honor, really, to join you in this effort to inform the American people of what we're up, up against. 
because you and I are both doing our best to ensure that they don't get played. Don't let yourself get played again. You got to understand what's going on. If we're going to deal with this effectively, we have to know the difference between the true and the false, fantasy and reality. And that's why we're here today and continue to do these things for you. God love you, Jim. Yeah, I appreciate you so much. Been following your work for years and years and years. JamesHFetzer.org is the website. Guys, I think it's just so important to support people like James. Buy the books. James, is there any way we can support you specifically? Well, if you wanted to contribute to my legal effort, because I'm ongoing, I'm trying to recover control of my book, which was wrongfully taken in Wisconsin. They had this whole fake lawsuit in order to keep the nobody died from Sandy Hook away from the American people. If you want to contribute to my legal efforts, give sandgo.com slash funding fetzer. Give sandgo.com slash funding fetzer. I'd welcome your support. Excellent. All right. We'll show the website one last time. JamesHFetzer.org. That's the place to get real news. And Jim is really our go-to false flag expert. So he'll definitely be on again. I can't wait for the next one, Jim. Thank you so much. My pleasure, Sean. All right. God bless you and your lovely wife. And uh, we'll talk again soon. Friends, I'll remind you every single day for free. Check us out for free at sgtreport.com, thephaser.com, and of course, thelibertymill.com. Three avenues providing you the antidote to corporate propaganda and all of those mockingbird mainstream media FEMA capstone lies. God bless you and yours. Bye-bye. Are you concerned that Trump might be elected again? I, I think it's very likely. Mm. And if it happens, it is likely to be the kind of like the, the death blow to what remains of the global order. And what they say is that people who wish to defend a nation represent the threat.